Welcome to another episode of Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl Dezier. And as usual, I'm just always excited for our guest today. And because every guest brings something so unique and different to the podcast, to the conversation. Today's guest is a relatively new Maple alum, last couple years. And just brings a lot of energy and perspective on a lot of topics. We're going to talk specifically today about, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and what that means to our guest. But we're going to cover a whole range of things. So before I blab on forever, I'm going to let our special guest today introduce herself, and then we can jump in. Kayla, welcome. Thank you so much, Carl. I really appreciate being uh, able to be on here. Uh, my name is Kayla Griffiths, and I am a strategic planner at Tracy Locke currently. I have my bachelor's and master's degree in advertising, and I'm super excited and passionate about the topic about the E&I and ready to get started. All right. And you know, before we jump in, we got to do the red, yellow, green check-in for uh, the first-time listeners, which they're probably not well, I hope there are actually many. The red, yellow, green check-in is a way for us to understand how we're coming into this conversation. Colors just represent, again, where you are and how you feel in this moment. It's not a good or bad thing. Red is you're here physically, well, and virtually, and then you're also distracted because of everything going on. Green is you're 100% here, clear mind, clear heart, ready to go. Let's go yellow somewhere in between, mix and match, add some shapes, do what you want. It's just a representation of how you feel. So Kayla, how are you coming in today? I'm coming in yellow, but I'm coming in yellow with the shape of a heart. Definitely coming in with an open mind and being as authentic and as transparent as I possibly can be. And just trying to bring my best self, even though I am currently a work in progress with everything currently going on. Okay. Well, yes to that. Like the yellow with the shape of a heart. I love that explanation. Love how you're coming in. I I might have missed it, but what MAPE year were you? I'm 2019. So in the summer of 2019, 2019. I was selected to go to Digitas North America in Boston. So I moved to Boston for three months. Okay. Moved from where? Dallas, Texas. So currently that's where I am right now. And so moving from a completely different location across the U.S. was really just an amazing experience. And I learned so many amazing things. Okay. Tell me, tell me and our listeners more about your MAPE experience coming from Dallas to Boston, 2019, the year before everything changed. Yes. But what, what was your MAPE experience like? Start to, how did you find out about MAPE, the application process to the selection process to going, moving to Boston to coming back, you know, all of it. Gotcha. Yeah, so I found out about MAPE through my scholarship advisor while I was studying at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. So our scholarship advisor just sends students like different opportunities, internships, whether paid or unpaid scholarships that we can apply for that we might be eligible for. And so he requested that maybe I should apply for MAPE because it seems like something I would be interested in at the time while I was majoring um, in advertising and I was still passionate about DE&I even when I really didn't know what it was at the time but it was just something that I was like I really want to get more involved and like meet more people who look like me and then also see different perspectives in the advertising industry and be able to just grow in my career and as a person 
And so being able to apply to MAPE and just reading about the program and the application, I was like, oh, this seems like a great opportunity. And also I was very vigil when it came to scholarships and internships because those student loans aren't a joke at all. So, no joke. No so yeah, joke. so I applied to everything I could possibly apply for that was eligible for. So mm. I applied to MAPE and uh, got a ton of recommendation letters from my professors who were all amazing. And just uh, writing all of those essays, like that was a lot, but also at the same time, it was really fun <laughs> and trying to, you know, figure out like what my style was. Cause I also love to write on the side as a hobby. So that was something that was interesting. Okay. So I applied and then just the wait time of trying to find out, like, did I yeah. get in? Like what's going on? And then finding out I got onto the second <laughs> round. I was like, oh yay. But then, oh no, like it's the second round. It's like, I'm not fully in yet. And so I was able to interview with one of the previous Maple alum and I think we hit it off really well. And so I was like, I think this went really well. But then again, I still had like a month or two of a waiting period to find out if I actually got in. And then when I finally found out, I was like, oh my God, yay, <laughs> this is awesome. And so I was super excited, but then there was another waiting period. So MAPE is a lot of waiting, right. but it's, it's definitely worth it. But um, I was able to uh, find out, um, I think in February of, um, 2019 that I oh, was so you placed. started the application process in 2018 yes yes so it is quite a long yes it was Time. yeah no I think the application what came out in October and then I didn't find out I was in the second round until November or like the end of November and then didn't find out until I was actually like a MAPE finalist until January and then didn't know if mm. I was actually going to get placed with an agency until February so yes okay very, I mean, there must be a lot of great, a lot of applicants that they had to comb through. Yes, it was definitely very competitive. And so I was like, oh, please let me get in. But I got in. The agencies took their time selecting the best applicants for them. And Digitas North America picked me. So I was like, yay, this is right. awesome. So I spent the rest of my junior year, you know, um, finishing my classes, preparing for like that big move because I'd never been over to the East Coast at that point. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge transition, trying to prepare everything, trying to move in. And um, my parents parents i'm an only child so i'm their only baby so being okay. moving that far away for three months uh, they must they must not have been they must have been so sad yes no they were definitely sad they were proud of me but at the same time they were like oh you're gonna be away for three months and so i was like well yeah. i'll be back and i'm gonna get amazing experience amazing experience which i did so uh throughout the time that i was in boston i was living in one of the new dorms that they built on a specific school campus in fenway park which is near the red sox stadium so that okay. was really really okay. cool um, having that experience. Uh, that was the first time that I'd ever taken public transportation on the subway. And so that mm. was an interesting uh, experience. I believe, I believe they call it the T. The T, yes. Boston. Yes, it is called right? the T, yes, lovingly. But it also at the same time, I was like, wow, I've never done this before because I always had my car in Texas. You need to have a car in Texas. And Boston and New York and the East Coast yeah. in general is really necessary. And also know but that a lot of women up till this day are still dealing so with enjoy being able being to figure pregnant. out and the only know, thing that we are that, is we were city, pregnant why are we being penalized like, for that that why? whole experience yeah. itself was amazing but then being at my agency that was the first time i was in an agency hmm. full yeah. time as an intern hmm. and being able to understand exactly like how that process works and so i was a media buying and planning intern i was in that department and i was working on mm -hmm. paid search so i learned a lot about seo sem yeah. and all of that you know just trying to figure out 
about what yeah. is the best way to be able to promote a brand when it comes to yeah. search engines, specifically Google. Um, and so learning Google Analytics, being able to get my ad um, AdWords mm -hmm. cer certification and being able to yeah, you know, just figure out exactly what is the best way to get our name out there and make sure that people when they actually put in a question in Google can see that we pop up and we're the best solution. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And being able to meet I mean, a being a consultant, just, I've you know, learned to, to go do to like an work, audit like, uh, in my mind, of course, being in different kitchens, you learn to see, okay, this is that, working, this is not working. You can see well different relationships not being so established because somebody feels excluded. And also the fact that in I'm a black Boston woman area and I'm very open, very outgoing and people seem to, to and come to me or confide with me for this is happening and when I notice, you know, some of, so the, even though all of the trends that were happening in different organizations, I realized that there was an opportunity for me to, to be a bridge builder in that way and that's what I'm doing basically. So if I'm being hired for the DEI work, I try to share my wisdom about the workplace wellness these, about um, mental well-being and how it affects and on the other side if i'm being hired for workplace wellness i try to invite the conversations so about like, wow, diversity equity and inclusion because again now, they are both hard i see them as going uh, to um, uh, maybe a, a wrong example but sure it's like a yin and yang you know one doesn't go without the other after work or whatever after a long day so even though it was something that maybe we would have felt like maybe we could take a nap and they're like no like we should go to like to yeah. our agency no but it was rest. still an amazing yes no rest but we were able to have an amazing experience and it was all worth it yeah i mean i thank you for sharing all that it's it's so good mm. to hear and remember what it's like to no an in person no work yes. experience and that and that maybe it brings me back um also gives hope for the future um, and what, it, what you know, what we might get back to soon. Yeah. What I loved about story is that you know I've yeah. heard a lot of Mape stories over the years, and each one is so unique, and each one is so different. It always reminds me, like there's mm -hmm. no one way to get into Mape. Like you found out from your scholarship chair advisor, right? People hear Mape from Mape alum who come and speak. People hear from the Mape Campus yeah. Ambassador Program. There's always a way. Mm -hmm to get in it doesn't yeah. look the same which is kind of like advertising yeah. and which is what MAPE is supposed to do is like really try to mimic as much as possible what the experience is like is actually getting because it is actually getting into advertising but you know mm -hmm. without, through an internship yes yeah. and that's what I love what you said about the application it was like it was a lot it made you think you had to write all these essays and it kind of challenged you to be like mm -hmm. what what is my real answer to this for for me Kayla which is going to be different than any other MAPER um, and really starts to prepare you not just for like Oh, uh, getting a job, but also started. Well, to think let me about let me bring you up to speed to, to where we are because in, in the Netherlands, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the, about you said it was two like the different new companies. Going so there are companies with Dallas Dutch founders who have a Dutch mindset, a different but there are also companies who in, are like international that where the head, where the director is maybe Dutch but still has an international mindset. So for the companies that have the latter. They you know, are you know, doing the necessary job, work also because of the know, mother companies, right? They this, want know, the mother company there, most of the time is yeah. in the U.S. But or in the, in somewhere else where they are sharing, like, we are a really global company and we need to do something about that. But whereas the Dutch 
and I will be bringing a whole other gate. Um, we have Black Pete, so that's black facing for a very long time. And since since what happened to George Floyd last year, a lot of companies are trying to distance themselves. So that's one thing. The other thing is the role that the Dutch people played in the history of slavery is being ignored, denied, or not seen as relevant for what's happening right now. I need to bring you back to the past so that you understand where we are at. I shared before that the Netherlands, we are, I love the country where I'm living in. We are progressive. We have the Dutch tulips, we have the red light district, we have the weed, but there's another side that you don't hear. You don't hear enough of the voice of the people who are underrepresented, who are saying that what happened to George Floyd is happening here as well. Maybe not on a large scale, but it's happening here as well. And um, Europe is progressive when you compare it to the the, the US, but then again, we are in a stage where we are still talking about what is diversity. What is equity? What is inclusion? Why does it matter? Where you in the U.S. are more so having more the conversations about race, right? You are more outspoken. Where here, I call it the ostrich activism, ostrich politics, where people keep their head in the sands, and it has different reasons: fear, fear of opening Pandora's box, fear of losing something, or fear of not knowing what to say or what to do. So there are so many levels. Of February fear that However, it's sometimes that challenging right for me COVID to unravel so that, especially when a company is and activated like, oh my God, in their like, Austin. Well, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm away from my family. What is going to happen if I like? can't go back home mm -hmm. and so i was panicking and i was like oh my god this is mm -hmm. like insane yeah. and no one knew what was happening at the time so luckily i got back home right before like lockdown like literally like two weeks oh wow yeah mm -hmm. our school True. was like oh we're gonna come back in like two or three weeks or whatever after spring break that did not happen <laughs> They canceled, yeah. they didn't cancel mm -hmm. school, but they canceled in-person classes for the rest of the year. I had to make sure that I moved out as quickly as possible so I could get all my stuff out of my dorm when I was still there. And I was like, wow, okay. And so internships for my True. friends and job True. offers were falling left and right, falling through. All of my mm. friends yeah. were like, I had all these jobs lined up and now they're completely gone. And so I just felt so bad for my friends yeah. who had worked so hard. Like we were about to graduate. And then also at the same yeah. time, we didn't get our graduation either. So, True, but there is something to that, and I'm not going to advocate for those who like, wow, are like misbehaving really or using, but, um, you know, these performative the actions. Were going to get better, but sometimes the, the other time, side, the like, other party, like, wow, the world is ending. we don't so, show patience. We don't that, understand you know, like, that, yes, we are maybe victimized, or yes, we have been on the receiving end, but you also have to give the other party the chance to get up to your level, to understand where you are coming from, to understand give them the space to understand to unravel what we have been going through and sometimes i do feel like that understanding is missing at the end where the cancel out has been will be activated immediately and if you aren't taking care of those things you won't be able to excel in anything else and so being able to reprioritize like all of the things that I think about was definitely something yeah. that mm -hmm. happened during the pandemic when that started. I was thinking, wow, okay, like yeah. I really need to focus on making sure that I'm straight, that my mental health, my emotional health I is know, straight and making I know. sure that 
I am doing what's best for me because I'm not going to be able to perform at work or perform in school Mm -hmm. if I'm not taking care of me first. And so that was like an eye opener for me. We both have some unlearning um, to do. um, They had a graduation ceremony in August, but I didn't end up going just because I still thought it was unsafe. So I missed my undergrad graduation, but I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going Mm -hmm. to continue to, you know, power through and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make the most of the situation. So I did all of my, um, I spent all of my time just making sure that I could like Mm -hmm. find something to do during the summer. So I wasn't just waiting to uh, start grad school in the fall virtually of 2020. So Mm -hmm. uh, miraculously, I found an internship at RAP and so the RAP agency in Dallas. So I was doing a virtual internship in their Dallas office. That was the first time they ever did it. And it was honestly the best internship experience I'd ever had. And I had five internships total. So yeah, so it was amazing. So I really enjoyed it. I was a uh, an experienced planner, True. experienced planner intern. So I was a strategist. Yeah. And I fell in love with strategy at that point. I was like, this is amazing. I want to do more of this. And so that was a great experience. And then I went straight into the uh, semester of yeah. my virtual yeah. uh, graduate program. Yeah. And so I was a TA and I was just doing my grad classes, helping my professors out with course planning, all of this stuff. And so it was just really great being able to still interact with people, but again, doing completely virtual school for the first time was still like mm-hmm. wow this yeah. is really different like my attention span is yes 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 definitely yeah looking at a screen so that was cool so and then at the end of the the year i was you know just yeah. working so towards getting I more think internship two months ago so I, was I was watching television and consultant. i noticed an ad for a DEI it's an ad about and then um I, you know selling the months flew by and i ended up graduating and actually being able to go to that graduation yeah <laughs> I saw this in the I saw this in the summer so, of 2020 2021 where I saw, I noticed an ad yeah. and it was all about the Mexican perfect. empanadas. Yeah, I mean, I've been told that there are no I, Mexican I mean, empanadas, yes, but that's a whole nother thing. And there were uh, Dutch people who, um, in my opinion, they looked like they were part of a gang sitting in a car with their low rider up and down. And uh, they are not talking Spanish, they're talking only Dutch. And there is a woman, you know, a woman calling outside, boys, guys, come in to eat. So then there's another, you know, bias coming by. And the way that they they are dressed, it's ridiculing the brown face people. It's ridiculing the people from the Latin uh, Latin uh, descent, and, and I said now, something about that here in the Netherlands. So like, um, there the is a Facebook group and that where really I taught I was so safe now when you to share things right? you're like, you know, and know that a person who is a huge LGBTQ advocate, how from that which I respected a while ago, not now anymore, decided to be a a racial expert as a white person kind of the work so here i am thinking that we are both fighting for uh, preventing exclusion 
But then again, your exclusion matters more than my exclusion. And also, there is an invisible part of race, right? Sometimes you don't see it, but we feel that you're stepping on our toes. And if we say that you're stepping on our toes, believe us. Don't go into that debate discussion thing because I hate it. And with me, the way I I travel on social media, I'll share facts, I'll share things. I will never ever lower like myself so to your standards just, it's not, and it's initiate a debate like or a discussion because and if you so feel like you cannot one have a one-on-one kind of like conversation with me I'm done I'm done I will never lower myself online because you never know how it might end up how my words are being twisted and unfortunately this person decided to he's a well-known person in the Netherlands in the ad industry also which which where I find it very dangerous to have this person day, in this position who are doing the work. and I'm not challenging his position I'm not challenging his thoughts sure but what I am challenging is the way that he chose to out me by without saying my name so, and leaving breadcrumbs to a group so, where people could find out who I was so I was horrified not only because it was about me I can handle him or I can handle that person but this person also doesn't realize that if my family or friends find out about that you're what doing this person has done, not responsible for what they are going to do, and that's it. My, um, and this is not a threat for me. Like, Again, I'm not responsible how people are acting, but you should be area. careful with what you said, share yeah, about what other people, because you never know wow. uh, what kind of family or friends like, or oh, associates okay. who well, feel like they need to talk with their hands or with other things, right? So... I was, yeah, well, I mean, and that's yeah, what I'm feeling. I'm, I'm a caring person. I'm too empathetic. Yeah, and I feel like, well, I, I feel sad over. about yeah. what um, might happen to this person. And I'm even getting like, emotional about it because ever, like I was just job, sharing a post that. about, I find all, this ad very disturbing to see that. And my son, I don't know if he's going to end up in the ad agency, but he loves watching certain ads. And for him to see this, it's painful. such a big part of our lives and has such an impact on our mental health and our well-being. If you're I can't so work at a company that matches with and aligns with kind of your values and what's important to you, then all then everything mm-hmm. everything's gone. So I think it's it's great it's a great example of how like the power is also yeah. in our hands as the employees to be like, well, I actually don't want to work for this type of company, no matter how great a name it is, whatever. I don't have to work here if I don't want to. So now that. Now that you're in, so when you think about like getting in a company, I mean, you know, you can talk specifically about what you're doing, Tracy Locke, if you want or not, just like, how mm-hmm. does your approach, especially as, you know, a strategic planner mm-hmm. and that work, how does the, how does DE&I play into both your work and kind yeah. of how you feel personally about where you want to move things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't talk about specifically anything that we're doing mm-hmm. in the Tracy Lock department, but when it comes to my work and my approach, exactly. whenever I'm doing my day-to-day work, I mm-hmm. just like I entered yeah. this particular exactly. conversation about being um, yellow, but in the shape of a heart, like being open-minded, mm-hmm. being transparent. That's what I'm trying to do in my work. I'm trying to be 
as like a sponge as much as possible. I always love to say in um, the classic elevator pitch that exactly. I'm forever curious. And that's also Open. one of the reasons I why last year things, always getting I created something that being able is to making me, you know, again, bungee jump out of my comfort zone. But I created something to unite us to understand that we have there's more power or in unity or thought than divide and conquer. Or be able to, so, you know, help people yeah. and Every kind it's of sad to, to, so to come to this place, but then planner, again, I feel like with what I'm doing, it's giving me bring the perspective a distraction the to, to, the, to the gaslighting like, as well. The consumer is the person who's going to be using this product, going to be so, using this service. Um, Remember so, that I have a son, still have a son, voices, and um, at the time when George Floyd was, uh, was being shown in the Netherlands, they're there was no trigger products. warning There's and it was being shown as it was a and so movie sensational movie over and over sure again so imagine um my partner is why he's dutch imagine us sitting and watching the news and then all of a sudden i was too slow for the remote control so my son saw that and the questions that he had on his face to how it's they think about politics, hurtful. what they think about when it so comes to family. So he went first to his dad, his dad talked about it, and then I realized are, that uh, I know, do they I knew that the double parenting what thing they, would what will be they, activated somewhere, somehow, like some someday, but I wasn't prepared for it to be activated so now. So imagine telling a six-year-old what racism is, right? Imagine telling him that, you know, somebody you should trust, a policeman, is doing something hurtful to kill a person. So I made it very simple because I don't want him to worry about me, but I told him George Floyd died because of the color of his skin. And then he asked me, kids have these moments where they ask Yoda-like or grown-up question-like questions. How the so he asked me, is anybody going um, to hurt you, mom? Well, the floor, music, I mean, I culture, everything. everything, I fell through the cracks. Like I did a whole, I need to know a whole a bungee planner, jumping thing. I'm going to target them and that happened within products. one second, Same right? Where you have to, to guarantee your, your safety, your well-being to a six-year-old, knowing that you cannot guarantee that. So that question... It is something created a phoenix. It created the mom lioness woke up and said, so not I on my watch. Not today, not now, not on my watch. I know that like, this program is not only in the Netherlands. I, I am a person who collects a lot of tools. So instead of collecting Gucci and Prada, I have my systems in place and I collect tools. So I had a tool sitting on the shelf with creating an online summit. And I thought, I'm going to do this. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to do this because I need to do something. I need to activate myself but also after hearing what Alexis Ohanian did so for those who don't know him he is the ex-co-founder of Reddit but also the partner of Serena Williams and he stepped down from Reddit only so that he was able to answer his daughter when she was asking what did you do that this is and what wow. I did. And I knew yeah. that and what I that I question, said, like, a strategist, a strategist, it activated in me. So thinking, unfortunately, I don't have their funds. 
anyway. But like, <laughs> I do have a about, network, like, and I do know a lot of people. And that's where I started asking people, I want to do this. Will you join? And in the beginning, I thought 30 people would sign up. I ended up with 69 international people. And this year, it's even crazier. I have 90 plus people. Very few people take the time to actually get to know the communities they want to actually hire at their companies and say to make sure that they come into this company feeling like they belong here, feeling like they're welcome here, feeling like they can be themselves Mm -hmm. here. I have to know and learn about their communities Mm -hmm. and then recreate, create a space where they can feel comfortable. Like it goes simple things. Mm. No, I say simple, but little things that may might not make much of a difference to some, but some communities make a huge difference for, for yeah. others. You talk about family leave. Yeah. In some communities, family is literally the parents, the children, mm-hmm. and maybe a grandparent. In some communities, family does has nothing to do with blood. Yep. Yep. Right? It's about the people yeah. that raise you, that bring you up, that help take care of you, help you grow into the person you are. So how is your company see family leave if my family includes people who are not blood related to me, but I can't go take care of them or I can't go celebrate them or I can't get do something for them? No, 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 no. Because this level of craziness, so I I am already feeling the pain. Um, it's know that this is a one woman production. I do have a small team, but the majority is a one woman production and I want some sanity back. So next year I will lower the amount down, but also realize that, um, I want to create a ripple effect because I know that there are people like you and I who believe in this, who believe that they can do something, but people don't realize that. In they the themselves have the power. As, as the they don't have to industry, wait for an HR. They don't have we to do wait want upon to a, getting a green light from their manager. So that's product. what I'm doing. Basically, so do I, with Amplify DEI, I'm, I'm challenging people to, to commit to a micro-action. Micro-action to move the needle forward. Because the way that things were going last year and also this year, it seems like we are tangoing back too fast. Instead of moving forward, and I want us all to move forward. So if that means that you have to diversify your network to to amplify DEI, do that. If that means that you have to learn what it means, you know what it means to to become more conscious of your unconscious bias, do that. I am inviting everybody for wherever they are at in their journey. So if you're starting somewhere half in the middle or somewhere at the end, I am inviting you to hear all these personal stories about why people care about this topic so with this summit there is a lot of personal hearts and where i'm challenging all the speakers to bring their whole self and to share why they are speaking up about this topic because every one of them has a unfortunately reason of exclusion which they are sharing with other people those numbers it's not enough Yes, representation is important, but being able to have that nuance, to have the people across the entire yeah, company. So it's amplifydei.com. To to um, I am on Twitter, I am on LinkedIn, or find me up on LinkedIn as well, like and that's where I'll sure be 
that they are involved uh, um, sharing in a lot of the summit, but also know that I do have a call for speakers positions. out there, and I'm hoping and to so have calls from there somewhere on the summit next year. But I do have a call for speakers for next year already open because it's it's important to keep on creating, making that ripple wave even bigger, ripple effect even bigger and bigger and bigger until people understand what the principles are of Amplified EI because it's about you. So you creating something where you are bungee jumping within your comfort zone, not the way that I am doing right now, but, you know, tangoing within your comfort zone where you diversify your network or take upon a challenge to create inclusive environments. We have two Hispanic people in the company. Okay, but... What are their positions? Are they in board no, meetings? Do they no, are they the key no, 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 no. Like, I mean, I've been on the stratosphere and even and thinking about it. I've been in the in the, the car ride on top and I'm just so like, ugh. But in my mind, as an introvert, I am normally an introvert. When I show up, I'm an extra of an MB, but this is pushing me to the yeah, next no, limit. It's such, a, no, it's such a good point about the numbers, right? Because they're... So many people focus on the numbers because they're easy, right, to focus on. Yeah. But they're only a piece of mm-hmm. the puzzle, right? Because those numbers, I remember listening to this yeah. great podcast about the New York City's, like, crime stop, like, the numbers and how people would start just gaming yeah. the system. Yeah. Right? And then you got things like stop and frisk and this, and you see how just, just focusing on numbers can lead people astray. Mm. And I think we see it all the time, especially, especially um, last, uh, 2020, Mm-hmm. Um, when there was a big call for people to just no, true, out, true. It's it's out, a lot. It's out. a lot, Share and that's why make them visible. That's everybody. why I entertain and people with talking about food. And I mentioned, I I noticed that I haven't spoken about my carrot cake. I haven't spoken about my macaron. So the way that I connect with people is talking about food, so that the next time that they are walking in the supermarket, they think about. Just me they think about what they can do with with you know with uh, with intersectionality or no with biases or with so whatever think, challenge they they want to, to uh, take away and I, that's I, I how said, I, I connect know, with I people this, we like, need to make things more sports game it consumable field, because sometimes the content is very heavy loaded or the topic is very heavy loaded and how are you going right? to go up inspire people to take action or to field. do something if you who, are who like sports boring and or making the topic <laughs> too heavy analogies. where instead of but for them a, to embrace it they run away visual representation of the work you're doing behind the scenes yeah yeah right because if you're not if you're if your leaders aren't if your recruiters mm-hmm. aren't doing the work to get to know communities to really build policies and procedures into their companies, yeah. those numbers they don't change in the way they don't mm-hmm. change and they're not sustainable, even if they do change. So I, I, I love it, right? I think nuances is, is such a thing because yeah. you know it, 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 I wanna say it, it was believed in the past that one size fits all, that we can do a few things. No, I don't need a different but I do I, there is a the question that I'm curious about because we started talking about that ad. Look at the nuances. That, you know, that epic fill ad. Things and, and Would this ad been aired aren't important. in the yeah, US? I totally agree. I love that sports metaphor. <laughs> I think that's definitely representative <laughs> of just like what we need to do, like the work the teamwork specifically mm-hmm. like it's a team effort i think that's another thing yeah. that 
I think sometimes falls to the wayside because usually, at least from what I've noticed, DE&I is usually silent to the C-suite. It's a C-suite mm-hmm. position and no one- mm-hmm. Well, it's not over here. From positions that I've applied <laughs> for and looked for is involved in the Netherlands, from a junior mid-level <laughs> senior standpoint. It's always a high level position. And so if we have this silo to a C-suite or a director level mm-hmm. or a VP position, they're the work, the everyday work that's being done specifically by the juniors, the mid-level, the seniors, it, they're not getting involved. So if they're not getting involved, how are they going to be able to contribute and mm-hmm. be able to actually be in the work, in the weeds day to day and well, being able to establish, oh yeah, no, I, I don't think this is working. Oh yeah, I think this could be improved. Like if we only have a select amount of people focusing on this, then nothing is going to nothing's going to change well so well, i think i hope that the people who are listening to this that that are taking notes because our industry um, in particular but also i've been just told that i'm too sensitive that i'm too this to that it's something and that is this is not about me i mean there are no black people in that in down. that in that so ad but still i care because it's touching upon people of color it's touching upon people and i understand the exclusion i understand the pain of exclusion and that's what i see when i see that position who really may not know what they're doing because they just got thrown into this. They have 20 years of experience and management behind them. They have all of these different ideas and talents, but when it comes to this particular topic, they they are just starting out like an entry level person like everybody mm. else. Do they have the resources yeah. to be yeah. able to make decisions? Yeah. Do they have the amount of support that they exactly. need to be able to get help if they need it? They would be able to have that if it wasn't just a high level position. So, of course, the ENI is something that should be mm-hmm. something that the top level position should be involved in, but also the yeah. intern should be involved too. They bring fresh perspectives. They show exactly what's happening in our society and they show the changes that are going on that we need to look out for. I have so patience. if we aren't including as long people as people are willing to conduct constructive conversations, I'm willing to be there, stand really next to them and you know, share my lens while you, you, they are looking in the mirror, I'll be next standing next to them. And how the structure of DNI and who and what I'm just like there's so much to say. We don't have enough time in this conversation. To, activate to talk about all of that because, because you're absolutely right like so many listen. times it's just a senior level person or like a mid-level person there's no team and i, I say a lot to people it's like and, or people are like you know mm-hmm. it's everybody's role so we don't even need a person yeah and i say to, yeah. i say to folks a lot like yeah so the finances of a company that yeah. is everybody's yeah. role job to make sure the company does well are you not going to have a chief financial officer with a team <laughs> of people around them to help make sure that something as important as the finances stay on track. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, if diversity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion is so important, why are we putting the same resources into? Oh, I can be, I be, I can be short and sweet about it. So, uh, a department. favorite topic of mine is as well is carrot cake, right? right? Why is it? And the way that I explain diversity, why equity, is inclusion is by sharing. Why is it always How to make the best carrot gets, cake for you know, the company or for your client. Thrown in, so like, right, go do. the carrot oh, cake well, has see, different ingredients, work. right? That's the part so of diversity as a, as, as where you bring in all these different ingredients. But having all those really ingredients won't create that carrot cake. 
you need to provide tension, tools. That's where the equity part power, comes in, where people have a hand mixer or some people like have a like electric people, mixer or some people like have kinda, just a cake tin so that you can put like the carrot cake in. Account but having a cake tin like or having the equity part, having the right? diverse ingredients that, won't get you... You know, your cake are we right really going to move you need your kitchen question. better yet you need the ask. oven better yet um, you need the oven with okay. the right temperature the door, and that's and where and a lot of mess is being time. created because I know you're busy you can bring in your diverse yeah, so ingredients you can bring in maybe some of the tools but you, where things you know, go wrong folks, is the inclusion part where the oven temperature is not set right the oven temperature is too high where the outside the carrot cake might be looking well but when you cut it open, you mm, whatever it's not eatable, right? And, and you when you put the oven temperature folks, too low, you, look at this, you you're notice that the, you're even at when you're stepping inside of the company, you'll like notice that, ooh, I'll turn around because this is not the company at, for me. And that's what people, talents are sensing right now when they are asking certain questions yeah, uh, about what are your both. diversity, so equity, and inclusion initiatives and you don't makers, have any. Well, I'll go to the next one. Process, you know, just don't give up. Like, I know it seems like there's yeah. like so much going into it. Investors, the stakeholders. Agony, yeah. But it's yeah. definitely all yeah. worth it in the end. And yeah. especially being able to be placed in an agency, whether exactly. it's in your hometown or someplace across the coast, like being able to experience what it's like to be with people mm -hmm. like you and not like you around your age. And exactly. Also, I also tell people I'm not responsible for you, you crushing or craving a carrot cake or whatever food you're craving. You I am go. not I responsible for that. It's just really opens your eyes and it's just as important for you to know mm -hmm. what you don't want to do yeah. versus what you do want to do so exactly. being able to find those things that you really really love or is they're, they're great but then also being able to see the things that you're like yeah i don't think i'm gonna go for that that's also just equally as important so the application process is grueling but mm -hmm. It is something that will end up changing your life and it'll be so worth it. And mm -hmm, the experience mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And then on the topic of DEI specifically, yeah. just for people who are passionate about it and, you know, we're seeing the things that are happening in the world and kind of get discouraged and just, you I'll know, be to the sometimes point. feel like there's no And hope. I want That's to challenge okay. everybody it's to not treat okay to uh, kind of their initiatives like when it comes shitty. to diversity, equity, and inclusion as a one-night stand. Going to benefit it's about to a tango. It's about the salsa. It's about the dance that way, you want to you dance with your colleagues or co-workers or your clients or your stakeholders. So challenge yourself to take one action without each other towards so inclusion sure so if that, that means diversifying you your network to bring your best look on linkedin see who's missing see who's missing in your network and, and be authentic into the fold about so that, that they can connection. help support That's you it. and we can help make the world a better place i love mm. it thank you that what you said about we need all, we need each other to help move this forward so resonates with me because there's so many different ways to go about this work and all those ways are needed thank you every Carl. single one because there's no yeah. one magic like path that will get us there we need 
everybody. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, it is amplifydei.com and know that when you invest in a ticket, you'll get 12 months access to at least 120 mini training, all about 20 minutes where it's all about taking action. What do you want to leave the audience with? Make sure nothing is uh, left unsaid. Mm -hmm. Got 60 seconds. Two things. The power of saying no is unimaginable. You mm, I haven't told you because to define your boundaries, US, especially at an early age, um, early Asia, career, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, you for years to come. Uh, South Africa, no uh, Middle East, no Canada, job, Barbados, no Curaçao, Argentina, all of it. The, just being able to establish where you are. Available, yes. Where you are and I made it happen. You hmm. always <laughs> be able to benefit from. And then the other thing is just being able to be as open-minded as mm -hmm. possible and being able to yeah. leave room for mistakes. Always leave room to be able to fail because you won't be able to grow if you don't. Well, powerful words um, like no. And I'm actually glad you didn't say no. I am grateful. This podcast, I'm grateful for having, having this conversation. And I look forward <laughs> I really to enjoyed the conversation. future conversations you're, as well. Yeah. The way you're yeah. thinking, using that strategic brain for... You know, next DE time. and I, I think this is why I'm excited to talk to the folks who are going to be leading this work, whether it's as a profession or just because they're passionate about it, because it's, it's, a, it's a different way of thinking. It's going to move it forward. I'm so excited for what it could bring. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the whole podcast team for putting this together. Can't wait for our next one. Kayla, you have a great rest of your day. And everybody else, we'll see you. Thank Next you. time. See ya. Bye.